0: This is episode 496 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Today I'll be talking about some Defiance 2050 and a handful of random games and movies again. So, in my attempt to cultivate my collection and get rid of things that I don't know if I really want. Uh, things I've gotten cheap during half-price sales for like a, a few bucks, two, three bucks and whatnot. I watched some animated movies. I rewatched, and when I say re-watched, I mean I watched part of said movie until I decided that I don't want to keep watching it and don't want to keep it in my collection. And I'll start with Angry Birds. So I remember liking Angry Birds when it came out in in so much that I was surprised that it was a decent movie. And I think it's still decent-ish, but I don't think it has that much for adults. The only thing I really appreciate and like about the movie now upon a second viewing is the visuals. It's a very vibrant, colorful movie. It looks really good and it looks great on Blu-ray, but... The story and the characters don't do all that much for me. So that was one for... That was a casualty. And another casualty... I, I don't think Angry Birds is all that surprising. But this one was probably going to be a bit surprising. How to Train Your Dragon 2. I like the first one. And I like it because it focuses on the dragons. And you get that beginning where they're learning about each other. Um, the The main boy and the main dragon. I don't know their names. Um, but you get a lot of that. And just in general, the movie is about you know training dragons and the humans realizing that the dragons aren't these evil creatures and that they can come together and uh, befriend one another. And the second movie isn't really about dragons. They're just there. They're things they ride and whatnot. But it's really about the main boy and his father and the family and all this other stuff and it's it's focusing more on the humans than the dragons, and I don't I don't need any of that. I'm there for the dragons. I'm not there for the people. The people are whatever. I don't like the way they look all that much, and I don't like any of them personality wise all that much. So I'm just not. I don't care uh, when the the movie switches its focus from the dragons to the humans. And then I watched. Crazy Heart which was not as good as i remember because it's it's got a great performance from Jeff Bridges and it's a great character but it's a great character and a great performance in need of a better script and a better movie because the movie that's surrounding this this great character isn't isn't as it's not nearly as great and then the kids are all right just felt very it just it's like really shoving everything it's trying to say in your face and not doing a great job with it um it's okay i guess i don't know there are things that really annoy me about it um I, and then I, I don't ever remember loving that movie when i saw it um I'm trying to think if there's anything else not that this is all that exciting i did rewatch storks and storks is a keeper storks I really enjoy it because it's got some cute elements with the babies, with the one baby in particular, and it's just really weird. It's not, it's not a great movie or anything, but it, it's delightfully weird for me. I really love the little tiny green bird that is just going like, oh, bra bra, and he just like points out things like he, the wind like blows his pants away or something. It's like, the wind blew my pants away, and it's just. He's so weird. He he doesn't make any sense in the movie. The other characters will sometimes acknowledge how weird something he says is, and just be like, "What what the, what the hell are you talking about? What are you what are you doing?" Um. It's a, it's a really weird little thing. It's a weird movie, and I can appreciate weirdness. And the the one thing I really hate about the movie is that the storks um they sometimes And it just seems random. When they're talking, you'll see teeth. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you will. And it's really weird. Every time they have teeth, it's weird. It just looks weird. It doesn't seem natural because it's not natural. And it's also just weird how it doesn't seem to have any real... There there doesn't seem to be any guidelines or way of knowing why their teeth are showing or not. Um, I think that's really it in terms of the movie watching nonsense I'm doing. Um, Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So Defiance 2050. Defiance 2050 is the same Defiance game you played on 360, PlayStation 3, and PC if you played it. It is a MMO Lite and now free to play. It was a Buy it once, no no subscription back in the day with your handful of microtransactions and and whatnot. And now it's on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Uh, and I think maybe they added content since... I'm sure they've added content since the game launch. I didn't play past that, but um, I'm only in the very beginning. So I'm experiencing all the stuff I've already experienced. And I still like it. I think... It's a solid light MMO because the shooting feels good. Um, it's not the greatest shooting in the world, but it does feel it's on par with the division and visually it it's definitely dated, but it is at least sharp and crisp the The biggest improvement over the previous versions and the beta is that it's running smoothly. I did one of the little arc event things or whatever where a whole bunch of people just get in and attack like either a giant bug or this point in the middle or things spawning uh almost like a horde-ish mode at times but you can have you know a few dozen characters uh human characters on screen in addition to all the enemies at the same time and on a 360 that thing just chugged like horrible the, the lag The the frame drops were just ridiculous. It it was single digits, and it was crazy because you'd also have people who were on their little ATVs running around in circles the whole time running over the little bugs, and it was just an absolute nightmare. But the one I've done so far, and this is just one, it ran without any hiccups. I didn't notice any slowdown or anything, which I was impressed by because that was definitely not the case on 360. And there aren't, there don't seem to be any bugs so far, which I experienced a lot of in the beta, which is also a nice addition. And I'm just excited to play more of the game because I really enjoyed playing Defiance despite not liking the show on 360 and getting to play it again. Gets a, a fresh set of achievements and play with some buddies. I think uh, it's a welcome addition to the free-to-play arena, and yeah, I definitely would recommend checking it out. I I don't know if... I'm guessing it's in the store where you can find it, but when you look at the newest releases, it shows you various packs like Founders Pack and this pack or what have you, and not just the game by itself for free. And I already had it in my, like when I clicked on one of those, it's like, oh, you already own, you can install just the base game. I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. Maybe the beta has turned into the main game. And since that came out months ago, uh, you have to do a bit of searching. Um, But yeah, I recommend checking that out. And then other than that, I just have, I'm almost done downloading all of my 360 and Xbox Live Arcade games. So I've just been randomly launching ones here and there, and I've discovered that I don't know if this is a normal thing or if it's because I'm downloading all these things at the same time. but it seems like in most cases, when I launch a backward compatible game now, I have to uh, log on log into Xbox Live myself, so I have to open up the 360. Um, emulated dashboard by pressing the hamburger button and the two box button start and select at the same time and then connect to Xbox Live that way in order to access my cloud saves because I was loading up a handful of games and I was confused as to why none of them had any of my save data I loaded up Mass Effect I'm like where's my character? where's all my saves? what's going on? and I was really scared and nervous and then I'm like, wait, how do I open this dashboard? There's got to be something weird going on. And then I opened it up and noticed I wasn't connected to live. Because it also happened when I loaded up Perfect Dark and it's like, you need to be connected to Xbox Live to do this. And I'm like, well, I guess maybe it just this game doesn't connect to the servers because it's old and nobody cares about it. And nobody wants to play this online. Um, but, yeah. I, it was funny too when I loaded up Mass Effect. I'm like, this game is so old that I just was still naming my characters Kush when it came out. Because my main is Kush. I wish I could change the name because I don't want that, but, but it doesn't really matter. That character's not going anywhere. Then, yeah, I don't know. I loaded up just a bunch of stuff. Even games that aren't Xbox One X enhanced, they still look nice. It's just it's a really nice feature that I know is not for everyone, but I really appreciate being able to play those games. And if we ever get to a point where every game is backward compatible, man, that'll be a wonderful day. I I really, I hope the industry is going into, in a direction where we'll be getting new consoles, maybe whatever, every three years or so, and they will be fully backward compatible and they'll just, and I think, like I, I think, I've said this before, that this is a kind of system that would almost need digital distribu- uh, digital purchases, digital games to be the only way to purchase games. I, and I say that just because the the thought in my head is that we'll have these consoles and they'll be. Uh, you know, a slight, uh, not integrated. What is the word I'm trying to find? Iteration. You know, it'll be a slight iteration over the previous console, but the specs will be so much, will be different enough that some games will just at a point no longer, or, or some games will at a point be so advanced or such that they won't be able to be played on two, old, two generation old hardware. But how do you put that on boxes? You'll have to say, like, okay, this, this game only works on... the like. It, I feel like you could do that, but it's likely to be too confusing for the general consumer. And I think there are many more casual consumers for consoles than with PC gaming, which is why, like, you can put those specs on a PC game and, like, you, you may not be able to run a game on a PC if you just randomly buy one when box copies were a thing. I think they still exist for like Blizzard games um, and maybe a few others. But, you know, you'd have the specs like minimum requirements is this, this, and this. And I don't know if that kind of setup would work with console gaming. But I do like the idea of console gaming transitioning to that kind of place and just having you still have the, the box and all that stuff. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I just I like having a console, and I like the Xbox ecosystem, and I like I, I just like being able to play on my TV and having I want want there to be some kind of perfect melding of the console system as it is and what the Steam box is wanted to do. What I think they wanted to do. Because I like just having a system. And and it would be nice because you just have the system. And you can hook it up to your TV. And it could play your your Blu-rays. Still. But probably not, I would assume, at that point. Um, Or maybe it would. I don't know. Uh, And you just go into the store. And you look at a game. And it'll tell you, this can run on your system. This can't. Um, And every game from previous generations and what have you. Generations will kind of just die. And... You'll be able to have access to your library from, you know, that point moving forward. I just I like the idea of not having to have so many different consoles hooked up to play this game or that game. And that's the future I want. I'm willing, like, I like collecting physical copies of games. I like all that. I'm slowly transitioning to digital more so just because being able to game share and have, you know, make my father's Xbox my home console so that he can play all my games uh, without me logged in, and then we can play games together. Makes digital much more uh, tempting, uh, desirable to me, because uh, then I could just buy a copy and we both have it. But I am willing to accept a future where everything is digital if it does mean that I just, you know... If I upgrade my console to a new one, all the games I've purchased in the past, you know, starting at a point, you know, whether it's 360 or if they go all the way to original Xbox, etc., um, they're all there. They don't disappear, and they could run on that thing, and it'll be able to run new games, etc. That's what I want, because I hate the idea of saying, "Oh, uh, I love Downhill Domination. I have to either boot up my original PS- PS3 Fat." Or get a PS2 and hook that up. Because I can't play it on my PS4. And I won't be able to play it on my PS5. And there's no digital version of it. I can't download that. So If I want to play that game. Which is an amazing game. And I love it so much. And it's the one thing that makes me constantly think. Maybe I should hook my PlayStation 3 back up. Just so I can play some downhill domination. But that's a ridiculous thing to do. And I'm not going to do that. Uh, So yeah. I I want backward compatibility to be a a thing that continues moving forward and I want, want, want to just never have more than two, three consoles hooked up at any given time. But yeah, that will do it for today's episode. Not a really exciting episode. Just haven't had much time for gaming as of late. So I feel like there's something. There's other crap I've played too. Since the last episode. I just can't remember any of it. But actually no. I don't think there is. I'm excited to play some new games I got. There's something on Switch that look really cool. I got a Code for Played some more Nidhogg too. God love that game. Bow and arrow. Garbage. It shouldn't be in the game. I know you can toggle it off in when you set up versus modes and stuff, but whatever. It just shouldn't be in the game, because it's terrible. No one likes it. Are you, if you say you like it, you're lying. We all know you're lying. You're just saying that, just to be contrary. Um, I hate that bone arrow so much. But yeah. I need to... I really need to just find a game and, and just focus on it. I need to find a good single-player game and just... Say this is what I'm playing now. Other than codes I get here and there that I play and see how much I'm into them, uh, and then talk about those and whatnot. But um, yeah. And there there are a few games like I I still have to play that I recently got. I just haven't gotten to them yet because I haven't had the time. That that Spectrum something or what other game looks really cool and interesting. I need to do that. But uh yeah. So, so exciting. You know what's exciting? The half price books sale. That's what's exciting. I'm excited to go get some cheap Criterions. Maybe a cheap Xbox One steering wheel. Maybe some uh, comics. Yeah. Okay, that's it. This is a a fucking garbage episode. But what are you going to do? They all can't be winners. And, you know, with the Pixelated Sausage podcast, I'd say about one in every... 496 episodes is a winner, so I'm batting about I don't know, .00, 00 something uh, which is a pretty good pretty good average, don't you say anyway, once again I'm your host, Marcus Ginez, y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my name is Steam, Twitch and all the usual places, at PX Sausage on PSN, I am the Kush3 let me change that name oh god, No Man's Sky, I can't wait for that that's going to consume my life. Just remember that's coming out soon. Where was I? Oh, uh, yeah. I, you can listen to... No, that's not at all. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast and potentially the return of another podcast. I don't know what the hell's going on with it, but there's there there are rumblings in the air. There are little fireflies going poop, poop, poop you know, when their light turns on they go poop poop they say poo. Uh so maybe there'll be uh another podcast, one that's very familiar. But, you know, nothing's confirmed. But if you want to listen to the podcasts that do exist, like this one and that other one I mentioned you can listen to them on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple podcasts and you can also check out the art i do on this site by going over to pxsart.com and if you'd like to support the site in general please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away and that will do it so once again bye